Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue. All in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross at Managing Editor, FightfulWrestling.com. We got all your wrestling news over there. Our news team, Jeremy, Andrew, Joseph Holbert, Ryan Cook, they do a great job covering events and bringing you that news uh, we've got uh, New Japan anniversary tonight. Lots of stuff to come. But tonight, we have SmackDown Live, and we are joined by one Alex Palowski. Alex, how you doing? Uh, I'm, 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 doing, I'm doing well. Uh, we, got some, we got fun stuff. Anytime you get a surprise Fatal 4-Way with a surprise title change and a surprise, my boy's back in town, I'm, I'm, I'm having a good night. Unfortunately, there were no fatalities in that four way. That's true, except for our truth's United States title reign. That's yes, gone. That's done. Yeah, R.I.P. Uh, yes. If uh, SmackDown Live isn't enough for you guys, Mister Warren Hayes brings you the Two Hundred Five Live NXT NXT UK review on our premium service, Fightful Select. Stephen Jensen this weekend brings you Ring of Honor, NWA, Impact Wrestling, every, almost everything non WWE on the Weekender podcast. Then I hit you with the Fightful Report podcast, which is exclusive news, injury reports, stats, contract updates, all that good stuff. Our uh, subscriber base is blowing up. Uh, Once we get, I think it's just 11 more. Alex, Jimmy Van has decided that we will be singing, well, not me and you, but me and him will be singing Ass Man. Oh, good. That's a good one. It is a good one. The Fightful mixtape continues to grow. I can't even put it out yet. Like I planned to, because so much has happened since then. Uh, head over fightfulselect.com probably has something that you'll be into. We posted our WrestleMania three retro review uh, just this past weekend, and uh, also make sure you check out Fighting with My Family, our review. Myself and Anna Bauert, uh, me and Anna will be doing those on Fightful Select periodically. Also added to that select service. Quarterly Q&A shows with Jimmy Van. He doesn't usually have the time to do those, but he is making time for you guys. So uh, another, just we keep adding more. We keep adding more. And uh, we do it because uh, you all seem to be liking it. But we got some unfortunate news last night, Alex, yeah. right as Raw went off the air. King Kong Bundy passed away. What are your memories of him? 
my memories of him, I was a, I was a very small child when, when he was uh, first starting out and was this, you know, didn't they call him like the walking skyscraper or something like that? There was like something that they made him into this larger than life thing. Um, I remember finding out years later that when he faced um, Hogan at WrestleMania 2, I think it was, he was like 28 years old. Yes. And that blew my mind. I thought he was 45. Like yeah. he, just, he just, he looked, I mean, uh, it was something about, you know, the way he, I mean, let's be honest. He looked like Humpty Dumpty at a single. Yeah. But uh, until but 99, was, until I think it was until the rock, it was him and Yokozuna who headlined mania under 30 years old. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. You don't, that doesn't happen often. Um, uh, yeah, I, I didn't, I, I wasn't watching all that often during his run, but I remember just thinking, that guy's scary looking. Like as a child, you just you you knew, you knew that was a kind of guy that 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 Hulkster was going to have a problem with, and that's why you hated him because that was basically how things were presented to the youth of the fanhood. But I I, I couldn't help but think, think about like you know they made King Kong Bondi into this giant star to the you know to have something for Hulk to overcome. And thinking about um, the way that that's not how the business works anymore, and we, we've talked about how if if Braun had been around in that era, like what what they would have been able to do with a guy that size and that a- athletic. I mean, King Kong Bundy was a giant man, and he was he was no slouch, but it wasn't like he was you know capable sure. of doing a whole lot of stuff. But I just remember thinking when I found out later, I could not believe he was that young when he was headlining Mania. That was a, a testament to what he was. Uh, Jimmy Van sent word, the walking condominium. Ah, there you go. That is a hell of a name. Walking uh, condominium. Also, his his infamous match with uh, Andre the Giant, the colossal jostle that has been reintroduced to the American lexicon via the show Grace and Frankie, where it was referenced on, on a Netflix show. My wife came up to me and she goes, what is the colossal jostle? And I said, <laughs> how do you know that? <laughs> Uh, King Kong Bundy, rumored, long rumored to be the inspiration for the Married with Children family name as well. Made a couple of appearances on that show. He would also resurface in the WWE in the mid '90s for the Million Dollar Corporation. Yeah, and uh, he was on that Sports Center commercial. I tweeted it out, and it got a lot of attention. He was the focal point of that Sports Center commercial that featured Shawn Michaels, mm-hmm. Diesel, and the Undertaker, and they were like, you know what? Let's ha- let's give King Kong Bundy like every single line in this commercial. Yeah. So uh he will be missed um just it's amazing how a he had no distinguishing characteristics from his face. He wore a plain black singlet, but he was one of a kind at the yeah. same time. Yeah. And some of my favorite images are from that cage match he had with Hogan. Yeah. Just the way it's lit and the way that the cage looked and, and yeah. the contrasting colors of Hogan in the, the yellow and uh Bundy in the black. It was it was those shots were just so good. Yeah, I think my uh little interesting tidbit about him is that oddly enough, you wouldn't know this, but King Kong Bundy was not, in fact, George the Animal Steel. I'm just gonna leave that there. But but we don't have to leave it there. Let's go ahead and talk <laughs> about it. Enzo Amore tweeted, oh God, let me pull it up, just so I can. He tweeted out today, (laughs) 
R.I.P. King Kong Buddy. B-U-D-D-Y. The epitome of pro wrestling. I recall going to shows at MSG with my grandparents. My grandma, Raphael, loved him and hyped him up the whole ride in. Plenty of wrestlers risked it all that night, but I never forget the guy with the green tongue who ate the turnbuckle. <laughs> that was George the Animal Steel. Oh, by the way, later on, he said, okay, okay, it was King Kong Bundy versus George the Animal Steel. To which, mm-hmm. uh, no, <laughs> no, it wasn't. They no, never wrestled wasn't. at MSG. No, it wasn't. No. no, it wasn't. And here's the thing. Apparently, the only way he would have been able to see them together on the same card would be if he was one year old. Like, <laughs> like somebody did the research of that, too. Just to fully fact check old Zoe. So initially, I was like, man, he's not. he's really not above using this to get attention for himself. But... I don't think he would have admitted that he messed up if that no, were the case. No, 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 no. No, he he just he was just stupid and didn't now, know who he was talking about. Let me give him some credit, or at least give give him the benefit of the doubt. My first memory in pro wrestling is seeing Ric Flair in the ring in a cage with someone with face paint. Yeah. I have long assumed that is the Road Warriors. I have been told it might be Great Muta. So maybe he's remembering something and, and it's kind of conflicting there. However, did you ever hear the Kalisto Dusty Rhodes story about Enzo Amore? <laughs> no, no, I have not heard that one. Where it was something involving a rental car. I don't want to quote Simon Gotch, but it ain't hard to find, guys. Look on your recommended video sidebar on any <laughs> video you watch ever, and Simon Gotch buries Enzo Amore will be there. Yeah. I guess Manny Fernandez took like a rental car that wasn't his or something. Raging Bull Manny Fernandez. And somebody was telling the story to Enzo Amore. And Enzo Amore said, wow, why would Kalisto do that? Kalisto, whose name is Manny Rodriguez. So he confused not only King Kong Bundy and Georgie Animal Steel, but Raging Bull Manny Fernandez and Kalisto. Yeah. Yeah. Um, how you doing? He's doing fine. <laughs> we have SmackDown Live. I love these go-home shows. We can make our predictions. Yeah. It's a good time. My match ratings are up on Fightful Select now. They will be up in the morning on Fightful.com. But we're here on Sunday, and we are here tomorrow for Listen Your Boy, Wednesday, 3 p.m. Eastern. But let's talk about SmackDown. We see a video recapping everything from last week. I will say that it's transparent as to what will happen and that something's going to happen because otherwise, why would WWE, a show operated by Vince McMahon, care to even recap that Kofi was taken out of this match, Alex? Right, they, they, they wouldn't. They wouldn't. Um, and I'm, I mean, here's the thing. I mean, I don't know exactly what their plans were, but they also you know, made sure to, to show us that uh, the New Day, the entirety of the New Day, is in Mumbai, is, is, is in India currently. So um, I don't know what if their plans had always been to ship them off to uh, to South Asia um, during this during this time, and that's why they they were always going to put off this possible match between Kofi and Brian until later. Um, but it, it, it is it wraps everything up in a nice little package. It's kind of like you know, hey, it feels like Nudu says we got screwed. We don't. We're, we're going to take some time. We're going to go be with people who really love us and who love pancakes. People in India. Daniel Bryan had a pretty solid line about the pancakes. Yep. Said that he was replaced by people who throw out pancakes. Uh, or they he replaced they were replaced rather. Damn. 
easy for me to say, by a man who consumes pancakes. Brian then compares Owens to all you people. Kevin Owens follows him out, and they go through a lot of traditional tired wrestling tropes, but they do it in a way that works. Yep. In that that generic way, they are able to make that work because the people care about him, Alex. Yeah, no, it it it, it makes a lot of sense. The, there's there's a reason why these things are tried and true is because you know they they work. It's a certain psychology that that works. But the problem is is that if you have people who are less than or who aren't putting in the effort to make it new and original, then it feels really old and tired. But you can do things that have been done before as long as the people who are performing it try and invest it with something new and some actual real oomph. Uh, and I, I really I really like the idea of, of Kevin Owens not being a good guy, really, but just being, you know, not somebody that is out there trying to get people to boo him. And I also love that he's honest throughout this whole thing. Like, he's like, yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't have any friends right now, and that's on me. Like, I thought that was a really cool little moment. Like, I mean, part of me expected, because it's the WWE, and they're usually very heavy-handed with this, to hear Sami Zayn's music right after that little that's mention. What I expected. But, but I love that they refrained from that. And then we saw later that maybe he doesn't have any friends, but he does have allies. And I'm interested in seeing where that goes. Or Daniel Bryan has enough enemies. <laughs> right, exactly. The enemy of my enemy is my friend, question mark? Yeah. Owens calls Rowan a seven-foot backup dancer. He is not seven feet tall. No, he's, just, he's a big guy. He's very, very big. How tall is he? Probably like 6'4". Six, 6'8", big, big, six, he's billed at. Holy crap. Rowan is definitely bigger than 6'4". Yeah. Because, because he's a little taller than, than Luke Harper. Who's, That's a good point. Brian pushes KO into this big claw slam. What was it you named it? I, I wanted to call it the face palm bomb. It's a little weird. You got to figure out how to, how to if you're going to call it the face palm bomb because then it actually rhymes or the face palm bomb because it like then it's a, a tongue twister of sorts. But I think that's basically what it's, it's the face palm. Bomb. Let's get some suggestions in the live chat. I want to name this move. The Bama Slamma has been wildly successful. The Usos come out and cut a pretty hilarious promo about how they're sick of Miz having an excuse to be emotional and use funny words. Then they're mad about Shane McMahon saying that he has a better shoe game than them, but then they're like, well, he, he does. But that's not the point. And he does. Yeah. I mean, it's it's not fair. They make <laughs> custom shoes for him. But this brings out Miz. Miz says, it really sets the tone of the match, Alex. says, you have to pay attention. You have to keep your eye on me. Because if you don't, I will take advantage and I will beat you. Yeah. And that's exactly what happened. Well, it's also it's also how he's won every single match he's ever won. Sure. <laughs> I mean, sometimes he has the he has uh you know help from his wife at ringside or his Miztourage or whatever. But if you let your guard down, he'll figure out a way to snake his way into a victory. That's what he does. That's how he's always won every title, and he's won the title several times. So you can't take your eye off him because he's he's smart. He might be devious, but he's clever. This was typical commercial break wrestling through yep. the commercial break. Not a lot happened. But then when uh, they came back, uh, Miz has some new running knees in the corner. How long has he been doing those? I, I, I don't know. It, 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 they, it feels recent. Yeah. It's, it's like the Elijah Express, if you all remember Elijah Burke's moves, only he's doing it to the person's face and or chest mm-hmm. and not the back. Also a nice DDT. Uso catches Miz when he puts his foot up on a splash attempt. 
Jimmy tries to help Jay cheat, but Shane takes him out. This all leads to Miz hitting the skull-crushing finale on Jay, who was distracted. I I like that. We got a seed planted at the beginning of this match, Mm -hmm. and it came to fruition, and Miz can say, I told you so. And now the Usos have something sort of to watch out for on Sunday in that regard. Yeah, well, this this makes sense. I mean, you have um, basically uh, Miz uh, making a prediction, and that prediction coming true tonight – and then we're we're willing to uh, entertain the possibility that the same thing could happen on Sunday, or maybe will Jay and Jimmy have learned their lesson and figured out ways to counteract those distractions? I mean, this is all good storytelling leading up to a point. I mean, uh, again, the smart money is on uh, the Shane and Miz uh, team imploding, and and people still seem to think that we're definitely going to get a Shane versus Miz match. At Mania, I don't know. I mean, I would also not be surprised to see them take the titles back on on Sunday. Wouldn't be surprised. They'd figure out. They might figure out a way to do it. Yeah, I'd like to see. Uh, I don't know if there is room for a Miz Shane McMahon singles match with no stakes on WrestleMania. Well, it, it there's always room for it if there's a McMahon involved. They'll they'll move something else out of Mania to get Shane. And also, I mean, The Miz has a really wildly successful um, reality show that'll be running at the same time. So they'll definitely put that on instead of insert match with wrestlers you love point. and respect here. You know? That is a good point. Up next, we had the WWE United States Championship Open Challenge. R-Truth says that he wants to do John Cena proud. Talks about his Cena bed sheets, his Cena poster. Says even movies with robots that he watches has Cena in it. But he's already tired after one United States Open Challenge. And then Carmella does a dance break. Yeah. They are then greeted by Miss Sexy Gloves, Lacey Evans. (laughs) Come back, Miss Sexy Gloves! That's the best use of Lacey Evans yet. It really is. No, this is he. It's just this person that, that this this apparition that our truth chases throughout the arena. That's something I'd watch. Well, then Samoa Joe, Rey Mysterio, and Andrade all answer the challenge, and they're all getting it. Our truth isn't happy about it, but I was happy about this match. It I, ruled. I love that the we've now established the U.S. title uh, open challenge. Um, involves anyone who comes to the ring for it. Like, why did we stop at three guys? Why didn't the entire locker room come down there and say, well, I want to get in on this too, and we have a battle royal for it? Like, I, I, it's, it's great. I'm, I like you guys show initiative, but I'm wondering where everybody else was. Why is it, who, nobody who, anybody who wants a shot at the U.S. title could just come down and get one. Cool. I'm, I'm down for it. This match ruled Alex. Loved it. Love Joe. Him. Joe was dominant early. Hit. Uh, there's this great spot where Andrade, trying to get away from Joe, Joe grabs his towel and throws it at Joe, and it goes into the crowd. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. Andrade gets hit with a big suicide dive. Uh, Joe picks up Ray, and I love the mechanics of this. He was about to throw him onto the barricade, but our truth drop kicks him, and it sends Ray over the barricade. Yep. Really good stuff. Uh, Andrade constantly taunting Ray by emulating Eddie reverses a West Coast pop into a sick power bomb. Yeah, R Truth hits a double five knuckle shuffle, which Corey Graves says 
that only hit Joe. And Tom Phillips <laughs> goes, well, that's why he pinned Joe. <laughs> Joe gets 619 by doing the, while doing the Coquina Clutch, but Ray counters an Irish whip by doing the slide splash onto Truth outside, and it's really getting wild. Yeah. Andrade with a sunset flip powerbomb on Ray. Zelinda does a flying Hurricane Rana on Truth. Carmella super kicks her. Then Mysterio does what we'll call the Mysterio Destroyer, that version of it. Yep. I'm sure Petey Williams will be super pissed that I would dare to do such a thing, but 619 and a frog splash to Andrade, but Joe capitalizes and pins him. Samoa Joe is your U.S. champ. Let's talk about the match first. This was killer. SmackDown and this this scene, this United States title scene, the mid-card, just going off this year, man. Yeah, no, I uh, I really love it. I mean, Arch has been actually putting in some really good work since he's been the champ. I mean, he was off TV for a month, but since he's been back a couple of weeks ago, like it feels like he's actually doing some good work. Uh, I mean, he's, again, we've talked about it. I think he's 73 years old. He's really, really, really good for a man his age. Um, and speaking of which, uh, Mysterio is not so much younger. It's amazing to me that like he's he's really in top form and he's been doing this for 30 years. Like it's just crazy. Um, uh, I, 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 you know, and Andrade's always been a favorite of mine. Samoa Joe. Uh, what I love about matches like these, when you have guys who our um, truth is out there, he's the champion, but he and he's kind of just trying to figure out a way to keep the, the title. I like that as as a storyline for him. Joe relates to all of these guys in different ways, but he hates all of them. And John Andrade has a personal beef with Mysterio, is afraid of Joe, and just wants to pin our truth Like, I love that there's all these interrelationships that change from moment to moment and beat to beat in the match. This is a great way to put on a fatal four-way. Because honestly, you could have told me at the very beginning, one of these four, any, the R-Truth's losing, now you got to pick who's going to win. I'd be like, ah, Joe, I guess. But you could have easily told me it was going to be Andrade or Ray, and I would have believed you. And, uh, I mean, to be honest with you, Joe needed this. Yes. Needed this. He has lost, like, what, uh, probably 20 title matches at this point? Yeah, and I, I love that this is the one thing, like, we, we've, we've seen before where he has really involved storylines leading up to his title uh, you know, challenges, uh, you know, versus AJ Styles or wh- whoever he's involved in take, trying to get these titles. Um, and tonight he just showed up. He just came down to the ring. He's never, to my knowledge, had anything to do with the U.S. title while it was held by truth. He just showed up, kicked ass, and went and got the title. And now we're moving on to something new. I will say this, although I, I am I'm very happy for Joe, and he deserves this. He's amazing at cutting promos, and that's going to help whatever program he's in next. I am kind of sorry that we that we lost the R Truth. Um, you know. John Cena Memorial Championship run because I thought there was a great thing possible where they could have done like an episode of Cribs where they just go through all of R-Truth's house and this is my car, this is the kitchen. Uh, I'm going to show you the bedroom. This is where the magic happens. And he goes in and it's decorated like a seven-year-old's like John Cena bedroom with like posters on the wall and John Cena bed sheets and everything. I think that would have been really great. I mean, if we're going to do, I, I thought they were leading up to a John Cena Versus our truth, our truth versus his hero Man. for the U.S. title match. I guess we're not doing that anymore. Once upon a time, stayed at my friend Nikita Krylov fan's house. As fightful MMA uh, viewers will know him, and uh, his brother lived with him at the time. Probably, 
I don't know, 11, 12 year old brother. Kid was a Dale Earnhardt fan. And that was uh-huh. the room that I stayed in <laughs> that night because he, he was out. So I got that room. It felt like I was in a goddamn Dale Earnhardt tomb. <laughs> like they had a King Tut style. Yeah. Ever. I'm talking literally all those things that our troop yeah. mentioned. Yeah. I'm surprised there wasn't a, a, a television screen in there just playing. You know what I'm talking about. That that DVD Dale that is still at every Walmart ever because they couldn't <laughs> sell them and they marked them down to $4 and they still can't sell them. Yep. It was wild, man. It, like I, I thought I was going to leave there with a mustache. Like uh, you, you just can't help it. Uh, Samoa Joe cut an awesome promo backstage where he targeted John Cena. That seems like a ready-made one for WrestleMania, but here's the thing. Joe cannot lose until WrestleMania if that's the case. No, oh no, no, no. He has to he has to cut a swath through everyone. Um and yeah, they obviously are setting that up. I mean, that's fine. I guess that's a that's a way of getting Cena on the card in a match that means something. And I guess that match would be good. You know, these guys have been around forever. Um, but I just kind of wanted them to pick up where they left off and have Mustafa Ali come back and do like you know, I haven't forgotten about you. Now you got this title. I want my shot at it. I felt like it was a, it's a perfect opportunity for them to put some gold around the waist of Mustafa Ali. But as we'll see at the end of the night, they appear to be putting <clears throat> Mustafa Ali in another direction. Also, Kayla Braxton is getting very good at her job as a backstage interviewer. Yes. Yeah. It, I, I, she's doing very, very well. Uh, not, not as confrontational as Charlie is on Raw. Charlie likes to get you with the gotcha questions. Oh yeah, but, uh, but not Kayla. She's just she's very she's just doing, they're doing her job. Ray versus Andrade set for the Mania kickoff show. If you want people to watch a match that will get them to go, hey, maybe I should order this. It'd probably be a good one. Yeah, um, I, I'm 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 honestly like you're gonna we're gonna do our fast lane predictions later, mm-hmm. and you're going to, you're going to tell me matches that are going to be on this card that I right now do not know are going to be on this card. That's <laughs> how ridiculous fast lane the fast lane build has been. But um, if you were to tell me what match that you know is going to be on the card will be the best of the night, I'd be like, Ray versus Andrade in a walk. Ray might be the best wrestler in WWE right now. That's how good he is. It's... And, and Andrade might be the second best. Yeah, they, they might be 1A and 1B. We've seen them on SmackDown nearly murder each other. Like, what are they going to do on a pay-per-view? It's going to be, it's, it's be great. New Day selfie from India, selfie video from India. They'll be at Fastlane. Not a lot to this. AJ Styles is interviewed, talks about his opportunities. Randy Orton shows up and had a great line. Yeah. Just goes, no wonder it took you 15 years to get here. Ooh, that was a good one. Yeah, I, I love the idea of like, uh, of this. If, <laughs> if Randy is going to be like AJ's evil Obi-Wan Kenobi and teaching him all the ways of the dark side, of you know how to look out only for number one and sneak in through the back way to hit one finisher to steal a gauntlet match. Like I'm I'm interested in seeing what that does to AJ Styles. I, I would be okay. Like you know how Daniel Bryan has the CJ Parker gimmick, but Daniel Bryan does it just way better. Mm-hmm. If Randy Orton could have the gimmick that we always wanted Baron Corbin to have, the mm-hmm. indie killer gimmick. Yeah. Because he doesn't know what that is. No. He he barely, I mean, he always had a WWE eye on him, even when he worked independence. So <clears throat> I, I still do kind of think that they should have saved that for Corbin, because that might be the only thing that ever makes him interesting 
yeah. from a singles perspective, but I could get behind that. Go back to Ring of Honor. That was hilarious. <laughs> the bar cut a generic you don't size up promo on Ricochet and Aleister Black. Ricochet lands a standing star press but gets brogue kicked off the apron. He gets worked over. And what I don't get is he lands this rolling DDT, but then he can't get over for the t- What? Why are you using all your energy on the rolling flipping DDT if you can't roll over and tag a man? The 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 physics of the rolling, it's necessary in order to gain enough time that he can make it to his corner or with room to spare for the hot tag. I think it's stupid too. I've never yeah. I, I've never understood the I just hit this big move that used a lot of energy. Um, now I have to crawl on my belly, like through the mud under barbed wire in boot camp to get to my corner. Just just get up, crawl on hands and knees, and, and make it there, man. I hate that trope. Black does a great knee to Sheamus, but falls victim to a really nice Irish curse backbreaker into a knee drop across that backbreaker. Very good double team move. Cesaro flips out and then gets into a black mat, walks into a black mass. 6.30 wins it for Ricochet and Aleister Black. Fine match. If this would have went longer, man, this would have been... I, I think if they could have went longer, if they could have gotten the same amount of time as the Fatal 4-Way, they could have had just as good of a match as the Fatal 4 Sure, four-way. absolutely. No, this is the thing is that I... I, I Complain is the wrong uh, wrong word. I've been observing um, that that... Alistair Black and Ricochet are two completely accomplished singles wrestlers in NXT. And the idea that you would say, okay, we're going to bring you guys up. Um, You guys have nothing in common and you're going to be a tag team now facing the best guys on both brands and getting victories and title shots. Um, Oh, okay, great. And where am I all, all, all these amazing singles matches that are that are available to Aleister Black and Ricochet? Probably oh. the same place that all of them are for Lacey Evans, for EC3. And oh. if I were Ricochet and Aleister Black within this show, yeah. I would say, you know what I want to do? Something more than applying body oil. No, no, no. Listen, I... I, I- say goodbye your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. I I would I would hope I know this is not the case that there is an option other than do nothing yeah or be shoehorned into a thing that you're not actually designed for you're going to shine there but I mean I mean whatever this is I'm I'm willing to see where this goes because as we're going to see on the coming weeks in NXT 
There's a parallel story with Aleister Black and Ricochet being in the Dusty Classic, kicking all kinds of ass. So I like, I honestly like that they're basically doing the same thing on both brands and seeing how that works together. Rusev and Nakamura show up and attack. Glad to see them on TV. But the Hardy Boys uh, show up and hit Rusev with a couple of twists of fates. Then Jeff goes to do this poetry in motion over the top rope and gets caught. And Ricochet does uh, a nice dive over the top. Baby faces stand tall. So this is an eight-man tag that we're going to get. And while I like some of the storytelling in the shorter matches, which is kind of amazing how much they're how, how much better they are at telling stories in these very abrupt matches than they were in 10, 15 mat- minute matches before. But this is one that should get some time and maybe have some stakes behind it as well. Um, these eight guys can have an insane match, and I want to see that insane match. Yeah, uh, I, I agree. Uh, un- until I realized what they were actually doing this weekend with uh, Black and Ricochet, I assumed this was going to be the kickoff match. <laughs> This eight-man tag, because it seems very, you know, kickoff match of a non-big pay-per-view. But I guess we're going to wait until SmackDown to do that because they have other plans. So Tom Phillips puts over Tori Wilson going into the Hall of Fame. Then when Corey Graves says, how about Mandy Rose for the Hall of Fame? Tom Phillips goes, she's only been competing for a few years. And I thought, what did Tori do? Yeah. Interesting. Naomi I'm, lands a nice kick, then she gets kneed and hit with the angel's wings. This was a quick squash. You got to make the, the challenger look good going into the pay-per-view. And the the two strikes were good, but then Naomi fed her arms on angel's wings. I hate that. That is a pet peeve. Uh, that was the match. Yes, it was. It certainly was. Uh, Naomi got stooged. I mean, I, I mean, it's it's a thing that, like, y- y- again, you have to make the challenger look strong. Um, Mandy Rose would not be my idea of a challenger for for uh, for Oscar yet. Uh, of the two, her and Sonia, I'd much rather watch Sonia Deville in the ring with Oscar for ten minutes. Um, but I- I'm fine with that. I-, I also wonder what the like. What are we saying by having like, okay, Naomi and Mandy are going to have this storyline where Mandy is blatantly trying to steal the man of of of, uh, of Naomi, and and has that been resolved in any way? Because they're still fighting, and Mandy keeps getting the upper hand. So like, good for bad people. Like it's just a weird thing that like I'm hoping that we're going to have Oscar destroy her, and that'll be her comeuppance. But the comeuppance should be coming at the hands of Naomi, who. Mandy was trying to wrong. It's just a weird, all the layers of, I mean, we're going to talk about this later, but when you have the two top women on your brand actively fighting for the other brand's champion championship, then you have the third woman who's really, you know, 2A or whatever, um, holding that championship. You have all these people underneath her who really aren't quite up to snuff as far as challengers go. It's a weird little uh, thing they've got going on in SmackDown with the women. Asuka attacks Fire and Desire. Sonya got sent into those LED boards super hard. Yep. What'd you think of this beatdown? I mean, it's, it's it was a good beatdown. I like that, you know, Asuka was smart about getting rid of Sonya twice. First with a quick head kick and then getting her into the boards. 
so that she could focus all of her beatdown on Mandy, who's the one who deserves it. Um, yeah, this is good. Uh, I, I I didn't really get a good look at Asuka's new merch, but it, it appears to be her her mask that she wears in the ring underneath like a Shogun warrior helmet, which if so, kudos, that's badass. Um, you could, again, you can do so much more with Asuka than being either um, comic relief, like I don't speak English and therefore I'm funny, or whoopsie daisy, a man's wearing my ring a entrance attire and I don't know what to do, or just murderous. There's other, there's all these other nuances that are available to you. She's super talented as a performer. I want to see them do everything they can with her before, like, I mean, she's getting up there in age. Eventually she's going to, she's going to be gone and we won't have done what one tenth of what was possible with her. We have Kevin Owens against Rowan. What did Kevin Owens call Rowan? Or not, not the break dancer. Not, not, the backup, dancer. The, not the backup singer. Uh, I don't, I honestly know. Redwood. That's what it is. Ah, yeah, there it is. And not everybody has the fortune of being a Redwood, Alex. No, I, yes, I know. There's other things that they might not. Yeah. Sometimes true. people are rocking a fern, maybe a ficus. <clears throat> you know, do you get what I'm saying, Alex? I, 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 I am picking up what you're putting down. Are you? Yeah. Are you? Yes. Are, are... <laughs> what, what am I putting down, Alex? Uh, uh, segue to a to an ad for something, probably. What? <laughs> what? You act as if I would come on this show. Uh, yeah, I know it's weird. This program, mm. and have just the gall to say if you don't want to rock a ficus and you want to grow redwood. Maybe you should visit BlueChew.com. BlueChew.com. That's blue like the color blue. It's the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know they work. Anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach. Since they're chewable, they work up to twice as fast as a pill, so you can be ready when the opportunity arises. Even if somebody's trying... It, maybe, maybe you haven't been watering it right. Maybe it's not getting the right fertilization. I don't know what kind of stuff you're into. But I can tell you one thing. Blue Chew is prescribed online and shipped straight to your door in a discreet package. No in-person doctor's visits. No waiting at the pharmacy. No more awkwardness. They're made in the USA. Since Blue Chew prepares and ships direct, they're cheaper than a pharmacy. And right now, we'll give it to you for free. Just use that code FIGHTFUL. Just pay $5 shipping. Tell them that you heard from us over at Get Blue Chew on Twitter. Are you saying that I would do something like that, Alex? Yeah, it's weird that I would think that you might do that. That's not really. It's really, it's really not your style. I, it's I, not I, my style. I, I don't I, play a character, but it's not in character for me. I apologize for being so prejudiced towards you that I would think that you might do something like that. <sighs> Man. You're just, you're just, you're not good for the environment. You're trying to chop all these redwoods down before they can grow big and strong. Yep, that's what I'm you're, doing. You're trying to suppress the wood, Alex. 
I don't appreciate it. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm clear cutting the forest. And I, I don't think anybody else would either. Maybe we'll just move on. <laughs> this match is over with the quickness. There's a DQ for the double team attack. Rowan body slams Owens on the ground, and Mustafa Ali makes his return from injury and makes the save. Does a Hurricane Rana on Rowan into the post? But Brian takes him out with a wild flying knee off the apron. That was good stuff. Yep. Owens ends up fighting them off and hitting uh, Brian with the stunner. I had somebody say, oh, I wish uh, Brian went to his knees on the stunner. I, I disagree. I want everybody to take it different. Yeah. I want it to be uh, like the Eclipse uh, over on, on Raw. Yeah. That's, we'll, we'll talk about Ali next. Do you think... Owens using the stunner affects uh, Ember Moon using the Eclipse on Raw. Uh, I don't know. Honestly, don't know. I mean, like, I, I never, I don't think of, although that's absolutely what it is, I never think of the Eclipse as being a twisting, flipping stunner off the top rope. That's what it is. I never think of it being that. So, I don't know. I'm hoping that they don't be like, ah, well, sorry, you were injured, and KO's back doing the stunner. So you got to find a new move. That would be ridiculous of them to do because Ember Moon's uh, finisher is uh, amazing. So please don't do that. Your boy is back, Mustafa Ali. Yes, uh, I, I was. Uh, I was. I was shocked to see that. I thought. I thought they were going to shunt him out of this program that he was seemed to be moving toward with um, with Daniel Bryan. Um, I love, it's weird, you know, I, I, I wish I could be more consistent, but I'm not. Um, I, I really, I don't like muddying the waters when it feels like there's a very clear story to tell, a progression from A to B to C and, and beyond. When you add weird like stop-offs here and add another character and all this kind of stuff, in certain ways, I don't like that. But here, where we're really... I think that they're tr- they know that we all want Kofi versus Daniel Bryan at Mania. They know we all want that. Um and there's a month between basically now and then to get to that point. Um so KO versus Daniel Bryan for the title at Fastlane could change that if KO wins. We don't expect he's probably going to, but that's a possibility. Mustafa Ali being involved in this picture now could change that. When, um, as this was happening, uh, Kofi, uh, Kofi tweeted out a um, video of him and Xavier and Big E in the gym in India watching Mustafa Ali in the ring with Kevin Owens just standing there silently watching it. I thought it was a great way of like adding a little intrigue to it of how would Kofi feel if, you know, KO gets beat by Daniel Bryan on Sunday and on Tuesday somehow Mustafa Ali gets a shot uh, I mean how, that would I mean that that's another layer of this intrigue here which I'm I'm totally here for I just love that Mustafa Ali wasn't wasn't given the treatment of sorry kid you got injured during your push so now you'll be lucky to see TV in the next 2 months they they do that far too often and I and I really love that they're not doing that with him even though it probably isn't in the cards for him to actually get anything close to a title shot at Mania, we'll have to see because I love that there's all these possibilities branching out of him saving, basically, Kev- Kevin Owens, of all people. 
glad to have him back in the fold. Was happy to hear that he was he was back in action this weekend because that is a raw deal. And it for WWE from a story perspective, they made the most out of it. And they, they've got something very special on their hands, but that doesn't mean that they can't do something special with Ali. And you mentioned the sorry kid you got injured thing. That used to be how it happened quite a bit. Yeah. I also love that they that they're <clears throat> blaming uh Mustafa's kayfabe injury because in reality he got injured somewhere else um on uh Eric Rowan with the the facepalm bomb on the on the announce table and how they called back to it by having Rowan almost do it to him again tonight and Mustafa Ali get out of that I I really do like that there's that available I wouldn't be surprised I mean I guess they've already announced the the one uh, kickoff match, but I wouldn't. I wouldn't have been surprised if they had said like tomorrow on social media. Oh, by the way, Mustafa Ali versus Eric Rowan one on one on the kickoff show. I wouldn't be surprised by that at all. Charlotte flares backstage and cuts a promo mocking Becky for uh, having her back up against the wall at Fastlane. This is pretty good stuff. Charlotte cuts a good heel promo. It is right. so natural. It's in it her blood. Hurts. Go ahead. It's in her blood. I mean, this is she. She's it's absolutely true. her father's daughter when she gets to come out here and just be as awful as possible. Charlotte invites Becky to have a friendly conversation. Yeah. I love that touch. That's good. I love that touch. Charlotte comes out and trolls Becky uh, and gets Becky out there on crutch and all. Becky says that Ronnie can't decide what she wants, and she took Rousey's best shot and is still standing. Charlotte then attacks Becky. Kicks the crutch away. There are some nasty crutch shots here mm-hmm. where I'm like, hey, 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 we got a main event of WrestleMania yep. to, pre- to preserve here. Uh, also, Becky, also very likely a main event of Fastlane this weekend. I I, I, I can't imagine any other match going on last between uh, the, other than Becky versus Charlotte with Becky certainly winning. So you get a giant pop to end the show because Becky has to win in order to get on the, in the match at Mania. So um, <laughs> this was good. It was sloppy, and I like sloppy in this yeah, situation. Yeah, it was good. I love that that, that uh, Becky was able to uh, reverse it and get into the disarmor in that moment because it shows you that even uh, as a wounded animal, she's still got some tricks up her sleeve. I think that's really great. Um, uh, I, I, I because because I I watch enough WWE, I understand that most of the match. of it is just going to be Charlotte brutally working over an injury to Becky. uh, And then we'll see what happens to the other 30% uh, because that's the way those matches are story told. Becky Lynch ends up gaining the advantage, gets the disarmor. Good. Like I said, good and messy. And I like that for this type of brawl. It fits. I like it. I also like the Fightful MMA podcast, which we did today covering Miracle Krokop's career, UFC 235, and previewing UFC Wichita. Check that out. Uh, no UFC post-show podcast this weekend. We will cover Wichita uh, next Tuesday on the Fightful MMA podcast. But uh, Carlos Toro has a whole mess of exclusives up on the boxing end of things. Go check those out. I really want to push those a lot more. But we got WWE Fastlane this weekend, Alex. We do indeed. What match are you most looking forward to uh, in totality? I want to see KO back in the ring in a in a full on like match, and I mean him versus Daniel Bryan is going to be great. I feel like, unfortunately, 
it feels as though the outcome, at least the winner, uh, is predetermined because th- that's just not the story they're going to tell coming out of this match. But uh, the journey to get there from, from bell to bell, I think, is going to be phenomenal. I can't wait for this show. I, I was telling my wife the card uh, earlier, and I looked at it, and I was like, it's a pretty solid card. Yeah. Pretty solid card. You wonder how, how things will unfold, uh, what what can really happen, but almost everything has stakes. One match that doesn't, Mysterio versus Andrade on the kickoff show. Who you picking? Um, I'm going to go with Andrade. I feel like that's, you know, this, this, I mean, I don't know. I honestly don't know if they're planning on having them do more and more stuff leading up to Mania, possibly. I feel like this is the kind of thing where, like, uh, Ray might win on Sunday, and you think, oh, well, obviously the storyline is the younger guy gets put over in the end by the older guy, so we're going to keep doing that. And then they'll just forget about it, and both of these guys will be, like, eliminated, like, 6th and 12th in the Battle Royal on uh, at WrestleMania. I don't want that to happen. I want there to be a definitive winner and a definitive end to this feud on Sunday um, if they're actually going to end it. Like, make it special. And there's no, as you said, there's no better way to sell people who, who like watching wrestling on, on subscribing to the network than if they're saying, oh, I can get this? Yeah, these guys are going to kill each other. It's going to be great. Uh, but I, I, think, I think Andrade should win. This is uh, a coin flip, in my opinion. It, so really is. it really is. I'm thinking Andrade wins. You have the Shield versus Drew McIntyre, Baron Corbin, and Bobby Lashley. Oh, well, duh. Yeah, the Shield's winning. Uh, it'll be, uh, it should be good. I mean, we'll still have to see who winds up being the face in peril for most of it. Um, uh, we'll see how they tell the story. I mean, I'm, I'm willing to give them the benefit of the doubt that they're going to handle Roman Reigns in, in a way that is nuanced and interesting. Um, but I feel like the first match back from cancer is there's going to be a whole lot of Drew McIntyre yelling at him about how he has cancer. Like, that's going to be a lot of things that are happening in the ring as Drew just yelling at him. The Revival defend against Ricochet and Aleister Black, as well as Chad, Gable, and Bobby Roode. This is going to be on fire if they get, I don't know, eight minutes even? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, uh, gosh, this this is could, could be, again, it could be the match of the night if they let these guys really go. Um Wow, you know, there's so many wild cards here. That I could see them honestly giving give, giving the, the belts to I to uh, to Bobby and, and Gable here again. It's possible because who knows how how bad they want to treat the revivalists in any one moment. But the revival is my pick to retain because I don't think you can give the raw tag titles to the NXT call ups now if they've already shot all of their stuff in NXT for the next month when they weren't carrying around the raw tag titles. Like there's a lot of like, it's just the logistics of that would be weird, but, but this match is going to kick all kinds of ass. I'm excited for it. I can't wait for this match. This is when they announced this, I said, Ooh, okay. Yeah. And I I was like, I'll go ahead. I'll write this article. I'll get this one up. (laughs) I was so excited about it. Oscar versus Mandy Rose. Now, I think Oscar's going to win. What I would like to see happen at WrestleMania, and some people won't like it, 
I would like for Asuka to look at the survey, the landscape and say, who do I want to defend my title against everybody? And then she defends it in the battle Royal. Mm. I think that's a good way to add a lot of stakes to that battle Royal and Asuka can win it. And if she doesn't win it, you have a natural rematch there. If you want to go that way where uh, you don't have to enact, you you don't have to bring back the rematch clause. Right. I know a lot of people won't be on board with that. If an Ember Moon can make it back somehow, yeah, I, I could see her saying, you know, we got SmackDown women competing for our title. I just figured I was allowed to just jump over here. It writes itself if they want, if they could do it. I don't, I don't feel like it's possible for her to get back in time. I, I always, I, I love the idea of, and I don't think it's possible this late of a date, especially because I feel like all the top women down there are being used for something, but I, I love the idea of one of, uh, of her coming out and saying, who's ready for Oscar and having somebody like a Bianca Belair just say, I'll be Huckleberry. Like just come out and say, yeah, I'll do it. Let, let's, let's go. I think that'd be a really cool way of, again, they they seem to be really trying to promote the hell out of NXT as, as a, as a brand, having one of the top women there come up and challenge the woman who was undefeated through her entire career in NXT, I think that's that's something poetic they could do. I think, relatively speaking, nobody knows who she is, to be quite honest. Well, sure. Or WrestleMania spot. Yeah. Yes, that's true. In, in that time, case, they will, because in, in Bianca Belair in, in that case, I agree, yes. Bianca Belair is the future of any division she wants to be in. But right now, I just I just don't think that's that's a spot that they would feel comfortable putting her into. But you know what? She could very well do it and be in said battle royal if if that yeah. happens too. Yes, exactly. Sasha Banks and Bailey against Nia Jackson Tamina. Ah uh, I could see Nia Jackson Tamina maybe winning the titles then dropping them on the rematch. Yeah, sure. And yeah. Mania so they can, so ba- Bailey and Sasha Banks can both be the first champions and win them at Mania. Yes, that's also true. I I had not considered that. Um I I I I I I think that might be something that's more dramatic, and you might be right in that case. I just loved the visual of the of the two of them coming into Mania with those with those belts. Um, I thought that that would be you know certainly very striking. But, Somebody says nobody says I'm your Huckleberry, Alex. Ben Henderson used to say that all the time in UFC. Just so you guys know. The Usos against Shane McMahon and The Miz. Do we get the split, Alex? Um, yeah, why not? <laughs> I mean, sure. Sure, the why not? Retaining here, uh, the Hardy, or Jeff Hardy predicted Hardys versus Usos at WrestleMania. I mean, that's that would be a, a great match and certainly all kinds of history behind it. And And now, with Matt Hardy looking like he's 28 years old, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't have as much fear of, oh, one of those dudes is going to break a hip. Like I, I, I do feel like these guys are, 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 in, are in good enough shape that they and the Usos could give us like 13 minutes of fire. I would really like for the SmackDown tag team division to build to a ladder match, to be honest with you for mania. There are so many teams on there though. Like they have too many teams to put in a ladder match. Yeah. There, yeah. when we did the Fightful Books It show on Fightful Select Now, subscribe. They run like seven, eight deep. Good Brothers can't get on TV. <laughs> Sanity can't get on TV. Yeah, the, these guys can't get on TV. Yeah, the um, 
the uh, the the soup shake coming up uh, in late April can't get here soon enough for the tag divisions to be able to be rebalanced. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> Becky Lynch versus Charlotte Flair. This will be Becky Lynch's first match since the Royal Rumble, Alex. Wow. Wow. Yeah. That, you, you don't think of it being that long, but yeah, it absolutely is. You think? I mean, well, I think, yeah, uh, obviously. Uh, Becky. Yeah. I mean, that's that's the only way they have. They've kind of, they've kind of again, written themselves into a kind of a corner where uh, somebody mentioned this, like, Becky Lynch won the Royal Rumble. So she got the right to be in a match for the champion of her choosing at WrestleMania. And then she was suspended, but that suspension's been rescinded. So shouldn't it be the other way around that Charlotte is, is facing Becky? And if Charlotte wins, she gets added? Because, I mean, I, it's a weird deal that they're like, Becky, if you lose this match, then the thing that you won fair and square, maybe not. The, again, yeah. they could easily have done that where they could actually say, you did win the Royal Rumble, but you weren't supposed to be in it. So we're going to help you out by giving you an opportunity to be in the match. But, you know, you actually have to earn it. The, again, see how fast that is to actually explain that away? But they're not doing it that way, which allows people to be in my mentions all the time being outraged that Becky's guaranteed shot, she now has to fight for. I agree. You know? I agree. I hate that. There's a lot of things that frustrated me about this year's Royal Rumble, as you knew when I, when I did that show. But this is one of them. Yeah. Like, why? Why did that matter? Yeah. The whole match didn't matter now. Yeah. That's that's really frustrating. Uh, also, if it were the other way around, I think they could build heat where Ronda Rousey comes out and costs Becky Lynch the match, adds some more heat. Yeah. But I could see Ronda Rousey coming out and winning the match for Becky Lynch as well, just to get Becky into the match. Like, I don't know if you remember the fantastic lead up to WrestleMania 13 when they were booked into a corner and WWE had to do this again. And it's just a real good indication of when they were back into a corner with Shawn Michaels losing his smile. Yeah. And you had Steve Austin and the undertaker coming out to help their WrestleMania opponents in a title match because each one wanted to face that man for the title. It was a really cool, different way to do things. Uh, I love that. They could end up doing something like that. But we also have Daniel Bryan, Kevin Owens, WWE Championship. Kevin Owens back in the saddle. Who do you see winning? Daniel Bryan will win. Uh, but again, as I said, uh, Owens' first match back uh, uh, going against Daniel Bryan. Like it, it, not the Daniel Bryan that they were treating with kid gloves, you know, uh, back when uh, they were having their little mania program uh, a year ago. But like this Daniel Bryan – who's just out there like going nuts, dropping flying knees off the apron at people like he and, and Kevin Owens, like really going at it. I mean, this could be a really, really special match it, again. It's just too bad. I feel like the outcome is all but certain. A lot of people off this show. And I think that's good. You don't need everybody on every pay-per-view show. No. And I like that. Yeah. Um, we will be here Sunday after well. Fastlane. 
will be here during Fast Lane. Join our live coverage and discussion. Our UFC 235 live coverage and discussion had over 1,500 comments. Come and join in on those as well. We do a pick them uh, before every event. Alex, what do you got going on this week? Uh, looking forward to um, to, some, to Fast Lane on uh, this weekend. My uh, my wife's birthday is uh, coming up, so we're, we're we're gonna go out to uh, to a little cafe um, where they have brunch out in the country, and that'll be uh, it'll be fun. So uh, yeah, looking forward to that. You guys can join me, Fightful Select. I'm on the Fightful Report podcast this week. I did a Q and A show last week. And on the list and your boy, Wednesday, 3 p.m. Eastern. If you're watching this on YouTube right now, leave us a thumbs up. We are on podcast platforms everywhere. Fightful. Subscribe.